Hey everyone, welcome back to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk about motivational interviewing questions that we can ask our clients to increase their intrinsic motivation to change. So we know that motivation is the mastermind behind any change, and we know that as trainers, as health coaches, and as instructors, our key to success is being able to motivate motivate our clients for lifelong change. So here's the deal. I have a question for you. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and you hung up from that conversation or you walked away from that conversation feeling so completely energized inside and out? Chances are you felt lighter. Maybe you felt more emotionally energized or connected. Maybe you just felt good about being who you are. My guess is that the person who you had that conversation with was somebody who made you feel authentically heard and valued and understood, who listened to you, embraced your concerns, and validated you rather than judging you for having those concerns. They didn't try to fix you. They probably didn't make you feel like you were flawed or there was something wrong with you. They just allowed you to speak your truth. And in a sense, they sent the message that you have the tools, you have what it takes to be able to get through this situation. So those are the types of conversations that we as trainers and fitness instructors and health coaches really want to have with our clients. Those are the conversations. Those are the types of drivers behind motivational interviewing. This reinforcement that our clients have what it takes to figure out what they need to reach their goals. So these conversations, like I said, are kind of the driver behind motivational interviewing. And what is motivational interviewing? Well, it's actually an evidence-based approach that actively involves our clients in the change process. When we use motivational interviewing techniques with our clients, we go on a journey with them through the change process. We collaborate with them. We guide them. We support them and we empower them. I look at motivational interviewing like our clients are behind the wheel of the car. They have their hands on the wheel and we're just sitting in the passenger seat next to them, guiding and collaborating and supporting them throughout the whole process. When we use motivational interviewing, we ask pivotal questions that evoke our clients' intrinsic motivation to change. And it helps them overcome what in, in motivational interviewing refers to as ambivalence. So sometimes when we hear ambivalence from our clients, it, it sounds to us like it's resistance to change, but really ambivalence is, is part of the human experience. All of us know that we, we want to change or we feel like we need to change, but we're ambivalent about the whole process of change because change is kind of scary. So we might have this desire to get fit and feel good, but we're not sure that we have what it takes. We're not sure that we have the ability to make that kind of change. And we're not sure how committed we are because again, change is hard, right? Especially lasting change. So in motivational interviewing, what we really do as trainers and health coaches is we step away from our instinct, which is really to fix clients and kind of tell them what's wrong and then give them all the tools to fix whatever it is that they're doing or not doing. We step away from those natural instincts and we build their intrinsic motivation to help them accomplish their goals. 
As Blaise Pascal stated, people are better persuaded by the reasons they themselves discovered than those that came from the minds of others. So in other words, most of us really don't like being told what to do. And we're more motivated to change if we feel like it's our idea. So how do we do this? How do we build our clients' intrinsic motivation to change? Well, that's the beauty of motivational interviewing is that it gives us questions that we can ask. And the acronym that we're going to talk about today is ORS. ORS is open-ended questions, affirmations, reflective listening, and summaries. And when we use ORS, it's actually these communication skills that strengthen the process of change for our clients. By using ORS, we actually learn how to listen better and authentically validate and hear our clients. We build connection and trust with them so they feel authentically understood. Most importantly, when we use motivational interviewing and we specifically use ORS, the open-ended questions, affirmations, reflections, and summaries, we elicit what's called change talk in our clients. And really change talk is just statements that our clients make that reinforce their desire to change. And it helps them ultimately overcome ambivalence, this being on the fence about change. So again, I'm Angie Miller, and I'm talking about using motivational interviewing, specifically questions from motivational interviewing to elicit intrinsic motivation in our clients so that ultimately we can help them reach their goals. So let's take a deep dive into ORS, okay? Let's start with the O, which is open-ended questions. So open-ended questions are obviously the opposite of closed questions. So instead of, you know, our kids come home from school and we're like, how was your day? Good. Um, did you have a good day? Yes. So we ask open-ended questions because we want the opposite of a simple yes or no or a one-word answer. So when we ask an open-ended question, it probably starts with something like how or what or tell me about or maybe even describe. Open-ended questions invite more meaningful conversation and connection, not just with our clients, but with our kids, our significant others, our spouses, our partners, and our friends. These questions are so critical to building and strengthening our collaborative relationship with other people. When we ask open-ended questions, we really hear other people's stories. It's like a window into their world, and we get their idea and their perspectives about how they feel about about change. And also open-ended questions are really excellent at that word evoking, evoking or eliciting their reasons for change, why they want to change. That's really what we want to know. Why is change important to you? Not just what do you want to change, but why is it important to you at this point in your life? So here's some open-ended questions we could ask. How do you think improving your health would impact your life? Another open-ended question is, what are some other things you've tried to lose weight or get in shape? So we want to know, what are some other things you've tried? Because again, we want to hear their story. We want to hear some other things that they've tried to actively make change in the past. Or another question is, what do you think you would need to add to your life in order to achieve your goals? 
What would you need to add to your life? I love this question more than any of them, because instead of talking about what we want to take away, like I want you to change this, or I want you to take away this, I want you to stop doing this. We say, what do you think you would need to add to your life in order to achieve your goals? Because we all want to think about adding an opportunity. We don't want to think about letting go and being, you know, losing privilege to something. So another question is, tell me about a time when things were different, when you exercise regularly, or you love the image looking back at you in the mirror. So those are some examples of open-ended questions. So the A in ORS stands for affirmations. Affirmations really highlight our clients' strengths and their abilities, and it reinforces positive behaviors in our clients. Affirmations are validating, so they build confidence and they promote self-efficacy in our clients. And self-efficacy is this inherent belief that they've got what it takes to make change. And that really reinforces intrinsic motivation. But remember that affirmations, most importantly, have to be really, really genuine. My suggestion is if you don't feel it, don't say it, because chances are your clients are going to pick up on that nuance and it's going to come off as staged. So affirmations really come very naturally, though, when we focus on our clients' strengths and abilities. So here are some affirmations. I respect your willingness to get support. I know that it can be so difficult to come to me for support. Or how about, that's a great solution. That's just a simple affirmation. When clients give you something that they think might work, that's a great solution. Or how about, you managed yourself well when that happened. Or it sounds like this is challenging for you. No wonder you have concerns. So those are affirmations. So let's talk about the R in ORS. The R in ORS stands for reflective listening. Reflective listening is an essential communication skill, and it's a foundation really for earning someone's trust. In fact, I would venture to say that reflective listening is one of the most important communication skills and tools that you could use no matter who you're talking to at any time. Reflective listening is just our way to clarify understanding and validate that we heard our client the way that they authentically wanted us to hear. In other words, did we get the message right? So reflective listening is a summary that is in our words, not them. We're not just repeating verbatim what they said. It's a summary in our words of what the client has told us, what we hear from our perspective that the client has shared with us. Reflections invite clarification and understanding. Ultimately, what reflections do is they invite engagement with our client and they help our client to feel validated and understood. If I reflect, if you share something with me and I reflect back to you what I think that I heard, you get to hear your message. You get to hear your words reflected back to you. And then you get to decide if you need to correct me or if you want to dig deeper into this topic. So in the clarification process, really what I'm doing is I'm giving my clients the opportunity to decide whether they need to pause and re-clarify or whether it's time to move forward. So reflections are key. And remember, we want to reflect back what we heard our clients say in our own words. We don't want to just repeat it verbatim. So reflections might sound like something like this. It sounds like, so the, the way we start is, it sounds like, it sounds like when you used to exercise regularly, you loved the way you feel. Or you're wondering if 
You can spend quality time with family and still be able to make time to exercise. Or so you feel frustrated that you still haven't found an exercise program that makes you want to stick with it. So those are some reflections, some ideas that you can use to share reflections with your clients. One last one is you could say something like, what I hear you say is, and then you fill in the blank. So again, I'm talking about questions that I pulled from motivational interviewing that help invite intrinsic motivation in our clients and help them take active part in the change process so they can make lifelong changes that empower them to exercise, not just today or tomorrow, but for the rest of their life. So the S in ORS stands for summaries. Summaries, when we combine them with reflective listening, help us and the client clarify understanding. When we combine reflections and summaries together, then the client gets to hear themselves talk about change. And all the research supports that when we talk about change, we actually reinforce change in ourselves. If you've ever had a conversation with a friend and you're talking about making a change, you're talking about how you want to start going to the gym or you want to change your diet to a plant-based diet, you'll notice that just in talking about change, it really motivates and inspires you to get Get started on the change process. So reflections are like a recap. Reflections and summaries are like a recap of the conversation. After you summarize what you heard your client say up to this point, the client can move forward. Maybe it's time to end this session, or maybe it's time for you to start giving them or talking to them about a guided plan of action on how they can get started on their goals. So let me give you some examples of some summaries. You could say, let me see if I understand you so far, or this is what I'm hearing. Tell me if I'm on the right path or if I'm missing something. The underlying goal of motivational interviewing is to encourage clients to talk themselves into making positive change. And ORS is this effective communication tool that we can use. It gives us questions that we can ask our clients that help build their intrinsic motivation. I'm going to dig deeper into motivational interviewing and talk a little bit more about change talk and into the four processes of motivational interviewing in a future podcast. But for now, I hope that you can learn and practice those techniques from ORS, and I hope you find it really successful. So thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate our NASM and our AFA family. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.